What's going on guys, just another critic here, welcome back to the channel We're continuing my week 11 college football predictions We got a big matchup in the Big Ten with Penn State Going to Minneapolis, Minnesota to play the Minnesota Gophers, right? Penn State sitting at 4th in the in the college football initial playoff rankings 8-0, 5-0 conference Minnesota was ranked at 17th in the initial college football playoff rankings and they're sitting at 8-0, 5-0 conference. The big difference, obviously, is both teams' schedules, right? We take a look at Minnesota very quickly before we jump into this. They've played South Dakota State from the FCS, Fresno State from the Group of Five, Georgia Southern from the Group of Five, um, and then Purdue, one of the worst teams in the Big, 12, uh, Big Ten this year, Illinois is another one, Nebraska, and then... You've got Rutgers and Maryland. So really not much to go off as far as gauging just how good this team is. And so with that ranking, I'm sure they could have been put a bit higher. Um, but I, it's understandable why the committee decided to put them at 17. With that being said, for those of you betting on the game, right now Penn State 5-3 and three against the spread. Minnesota 5-2-1 and one against the spread. The number sits at 6.5 with Penn State being the favorite. The over-under is currently sitting at 48. With that, let's jump into the statistics and then we can go ahead and get into my own personal thoughts as well as finish out with the final score prediction. Penn State averaging 38 points per game. Defense allowing 9 points per game. Offense is averaging 252 through the air and 170 on the ground. Defense allowing 211 through the air and only allowing 68 per game on the ground minnesota on the other hand averaging 38 points per game defense allowing 20 points per game offense is averaging 225 through the air and 204 on the ground defense is currently allowing 166 through the air and 117 on the ground now taking a closer look at uh penn state Man, they've got a phenomenal defense, right? They've got a lot of speed and athleticism on that side of the ball. They got YGM. They got Micah Parsons out at the corner. They got John Reed. So they've got guys. They've got, like I said, they got speed and athleticism. But when you have that, especially on your defensive front, you sacrifice that for size. That's something that I already talked about when they played in their matchup versus Michigan. And I talked about if Michigan wants to find success in this game, they're going to have to attack the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to try and bully these guys at the line of scrimmage, not because they aren't very good at what they do. Like I said, this defensive front is very good. But when you bring in you know, a comparison of O-line that are sitting around 315, 320, and then you got a defensive front that's averaging around 265, that's something where you've got to take your size and take that matchup and do your best to take advantage of that matchup. And it's not something that you're going to find immediate success with, of course. It's kind of a long game, right? You're going to, you're playing on wearing these guys down and seeing them in the second half. And if they're, if their energy levels are still going to be there in the second half. And we saw that against Michigan. Michigan was finally able to find a lot more success in the second half and not only the pass game, but as well as the run game. And that pass game was fully predicated on just how successful they were in the run. The only other vulnerability that I was pointing out in that last matchup was that their corners, John Reed and uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, they, they aren't the biggest, right? So they can be a bad matchup with specific teams uh, like Michigan because they've got, you know, 6'5", 190, 210 type dudes. But that's not really the case here with Minnesota. So I think their corners 
don't really have to worry about matching up against a big dude like Nico Collins or DPJ. Looking at the Penn State offense, I think um, they're still trying to figure out who they are, right? Trying to find their identity. Um, but they've been getting much better on a week-to-week basis. The, the guy that stepped up um, in the run game has obviously been Noah Kane. And then we know who really the duo on offense is. It's Sean Clifford and KJ Hamler. Sean Clifford, a very athletic dude. Uh, he likes to move around a lot in the pocket, likes to get outside of the hashes and make some plays outside the numbers in that way. Uh, KJ Hamler, also very explosive, very quick. They get the ball to him a lot because he's probably their best playmaker. Um, they run a lot of screens with him, a lot of quick dump downs, really anything to get him into space so that he can go out there and do his thing, right? Pretty much uh, essentially what Alabama likes to do as well with their skilled guys. I don't expect anything different from what they've been doing successfully. They're going to stay in the spread. They're going to run a lot of zone read options uh, with Sean Clifford and, and use his athleticism to their advantage. I'm not sure there's much more to say about this offense. I think they're very good. I think they're getting better on a week-to-week basis as far as figuring out exactly who they want to be. Is this offense good enough to beat a Minnesota team? Of course. Now, are they good enough to compete for a college football playoff? Now, that's a topic for another time. Moving along, we take a closer look at Minnesota. The main guys to keep an eye out for, obviously, the quarterback, Tanner Morgan, running back, Rodney Smith, as well as their impact player at wide receiver, Tyler Johnson. Um, The crazy thing is that these teams are nearly identical as far as the schemes that they like to run. Uh, Minnesota also loves to do a lot of spread, a lot of zone read options. And then, you know, along with that comes RPOs, play action passes. And so most of what they like to do starts in the spread Um, on defense. They also run a 4-3. Obviously, the big difference between these teams outside of their schemes is the amount of talent that they're able to recruit. Um, But I do like P.J. Fleck. He's a phenomenal coach. He's shown that he can turn programs around. He did that at Western Michigan, um, and he's doing it now with Minnesota Gophers. At the same time, it's still hard to gauge just how good this team is because of who they have faced. With that being said, it's still something that we've got to give them credit, right, for blowing out Maryland, for blowing out Rutgers, blowing out Nebraska, Illinois, and whatnot. They were struggling early on in the season, but it looks like they are trending in the right direction and becoming more dominant later in the season as as the season's gone along. Looking at the defense, it's kind of the same story, right? It's hard to gauge, but we got to give them credit for what they've done. While also crediting the coaching staff for bringing in some transfers like Micah Treadway, uh, Chris Williamson, and Benjamin Just, guys from Notre Dame, Florida, as well as Michigan, some top programs. So from some of the games that I've watched, these guys have made an immediate impact as far as on the field production goes. And so they can certainly be some guys to watch out for in this matchup with Penn State. There's just so many unknowns with this Minnesota team because of their schedule. I can't, you know, say it enough. Um, and for that reason, it's hard for me to really build them up or or play them down um, because right now we just don't know. If they're going to find any success in this game, I don't think it's going to be in the spread. I just believe that these guys at Penn State are just too athletic. They get to the quarterback too quickly. And really this Minnesota front uh, you know, O-line. They haven't really seen any type of players like this. This is going to be a huge talent discrepancy from what they've already faced. And so facing these, you know, four-star, five-star athletes, it's going to be a big jump. They're going to have to get caught up to that speed of play. 
because at this point in time, they're just not acclimated to be, uh, to playing better talented athletes, right? Because they've played such a cupcake schedule. Like I talked about earlier, if they're going to have any success in this game, I think they're going to have to take a very similar approach to Michigan and just committing to the run, regardless of whether or not it's successful early on. They're going to have to play the long game um, because they're just not talented enough to pass to open up the run, right? A lot of teams just aren't able to do that. There's teams like Alabama and Oklahoma, and there's other teams like LSU who are able to pass the ball to open up the run game because they have that talent at the skilled positions. That's just not the case for Minnesota. They're going to have to run the ball, run the ball, commit to the run, and wearing down this defensive front, hoping that their defense can give them a lot of production and make some critical stops. And coming to the second half with the expectations that their offensive line is wearing down on that defensive front of Penn State. As far as how I see this game playing out, I think Minnesota is going to take a very similar approach to Michigan offensively and really just trying to run the ball down their throats and trying to establish themselves at the line of scrimmage. Because really at this point in time, I'm not too sure how confident P.J. Fleck is in his offensive line as far as their pass protection, right? I'm I'm not sure he really believes that his O-line can give his quarterback Tanner Morgan enough time to really sit back there and, you know, make his reads and make the right choice. With that being said, I do think this game will turn out very similar to that Michigan game. Um, I think Penn State is going to get out early. I think they're going to jump out to an early lead. And with that, Minnesota, depending on how big that lead is, right, anywhere from two to three touchdowns, that would essentially force Minnesota to move away from that long-term play as far as wearing down that defensive front. And then they're going to have to go back to the spread and try and pass the ball in order to play catch-up, which I just don't think is going to work out very well for Minnesota. With all that being said, this is all going to be predicated on just how well this Minnesota defense can play. They will be playing at home. Um, they will be very motivated, right, with the disrespect that the committee showed them and ranking them at 17. And like I said, there's a lot of unknowns in this game because we just don't know how good this Minnesota team is. We just don't. Not at this point in time. We're going to find out this Saturday. And so everything I just said could be completely wrong and they could surprise us. That's just how college football is and that's just the way it could turn out. With that, I have my final score. Penn State wins 31-23. to Once again, Penn State wins 31-23. to And yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, I will be doing my upset alert picks to finish off the college football predictions. Appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. Yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Life is like a